0: Hi, everyone. This is Yelena from Amazonia BPC. And today with me, I have a very special guest. Elizabeth Green from Jungler is here to talk to you about product targeting strategies and some methods that she uses in her everyday work. Um, Elizabeth, thank you for being here with me today and welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. I'm really excited to do this. This is actually my first time doing one of these things. So I'm excited. This will be a lot of fun. Me too. I noticed that you were very active on Facebook groups, especially
0: for PPC consultants, which is where I uh, was drawn by some of your posts. And I wanted to pick your brain around product targeting and maybe we can share some value to our community around that. Um, So Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you started, um, about your agency and what the services that you provide.
1: Yeah. So um, our agency's name is Jungler. We've honestly, as far as like really getting into the business and starting like, okay, this is a hundred percent we're doing, we're relatively new to the game. Um, we've been around Amazon for a while. Actually it's uh, my husband and I are the ones who co-founded it. Um, so a little while ago we saw, we've seen a huge need and been working with some sellers. Um, and there's a lot of people who just don't have time for PPC or maybe I mean it's a whole animal in itself as I'm sure you know and um, it's really something that you can really get down into and learn every single nut and bolt and the more we learn there's always new testing and things to do so we decided to just go full force on that and really provide value to clients and um, so we offer a uh, full service Amazon um, PPC management. So we also handle AMS. So we do all the EU markets as well and um, handling like sponsored brands. And th- there's quite a few more that goes into it other than just sponsored products. But uh, so we offer all of those services uh, to the clients.
0: Interesting. So out of all the campaigns that you manage uh, specifically, our focus today is going to be uh, product targeting. So mm-hmm. Can you tell us like generally speaking what's your experience with product targeting ever since you started it and versus all the other targeting types what the results are when they're compared to mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot like um, keyword targeting in my experience as far as you'll see better conversions the more targeted you are with you know with the other listings that you're targeting so um, i i've You want to look on Amazon and see how the product appears. Look at the reviews relative to yourself as well as the price point relative to yourself because when the, when the, Customers are seeing your listing like it 's displayed at the bottom of the screen. Um, a lot of times you may have a more premium product, but unless your first image really displays that or your reviews really display that, the customer is not going to be able to see um, you know, your additional images or your branding content when you know, when they 're just seeing the first image. So you want to make sure that you have a listing that really can stand out or will stand out against whoever that it is that you're targeting. Um, So we found uh, a much better results if we get more specific with uh, which listings it is we're targeting and really analyzing how our product stacks up against that one.
0: Mm -hmm. So that being said, uh, you consider like, for example, ASIN level targeting to be more efficient compared to category level targeting?
1: Yeah, it's definitely more efficient. Um, You tend to have much better results. The... There's uh, a lot of people who the autos definitely target other listings as well. And those you may find ones that can convert. So that's another thing, a lot of people will put up an auto and then scrape any converting keywords and then retarget those in a manual. You can also do that with ASINs and that's a great way if, if you're not really sure which products to target and you, you know, you never dealt with product targeting before, you can just go with what's working and retarget, you know, just kind of ease into it that way and that's a good way to do it. but a lot of sellers, and that's that's a big thing on the groups, is how do I negative target ASINs in an auto? Because I have all these ASINs popping yes. up and they're not converting. That happens a bit with the category targeting if you are not refining it. So in a, in a lot of ways, Amazon will just blast you out there, but oftentimes they'll blast you to things that are not relevant. They don't really convert. There's sometimes you're like, why am I on this listing? It doesn't even make any sense. Um so that's it's definitely it's it's again a lot like keywords the more targeted the more relevant you are oftentimes the better those metrics will be that you know the cost per clicks or the conversion rate um, which translates into better a cost so
0: i agree that's exactly our approach as well so when we have like an entirely new account we start by running automated campaigns just to figure out which kind of Uh, approach whether keyword targeting or product targeting is going to work for this account Mm -hmm. unless we don't Mm -hmm. have like a general idea of coming from a client telling us what should we uh, focus on but like for example if you let an automated campaign run and you see a lot of ASINs in the list in your search terms report then that might be a good indication that product targeting would be the logical next step especially with those ASINs that you already have the data for so It's definitely a great tip for someone Mm -hmm. to test. Mm -hmm. So when do you use category targeting? And going back to category targeting, are there any cases in which you would like to test it out and see uh, what kind of conclusions can you draw from a campaign that's using category targeting?
1: Yeah, so we have used category targeting most times when we have a seller who's looking to get a very aggressive launch. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people use, say, sponsored brands, and they say, oh, we're creating brand awareness. Category targeting will just blast you out there, but it will blast you to, say, a subsection. um, So you have a little bit, a tiny bit more control, possibly, um, than an auto. Um, And you can also, you might, you know, you might have a couple subcategories that your product can fit into, and you can target, say, both of those. um, So you can get yourself really, cast a really wide net um however without any control over where your product is showing up a lot of times you may show up under a top competitor who has a much better price and they might have a little bit higher review count and you're just not going to convert as well on those products unfortunately um but it is something we use when we're looking to just we know we want to go hard and fast and we just want to they are good to say gather the data so if you put like a a a decently high bid and you just blast it out there. Um, You can come back with what works and then, you know, keep refining that or perhaps take those and then stick them in a more targeted ASIN um, category or ASIN campaign. Um, So that is a technique. If we were just, we, we just need to pay for the data. We want to get out there. We're just, you know, we want to go full force. That is something that can be done and you can at least scrape a lot of those ASINs quicker, but you're going to have to pay for that. Um, so if you're okay with doing that, and that's, you know, that's something that you want to do, that's fine. Um, but just, you know, realize what comes along with that. Um, another thing we will do is if we would just want to garner some more ASINs, we're not worried so much about um, doing it hard and fast. What we can do is you can set parameters on the category targeting, you can refine the, um, by review count, and you can also refine by price point. If depending on where your price point is sitting and where your uh, star rating is sitting, oftentimes it will severely restrict how many ASINs you show up under. So even when you're creating the campaign and you put those refinements on there, it'll say, you know, if you put these refinements, you're not going, your impressions are not going to be that high, um, especially if you're at the higher end of the pricing scale in your category the number of products that are perhaps above your price point is gonna be much less. Uh, however, if you're not worried so much about just you know getting a lot of eyes in your product, you want eyes that are gonna convert, um, those tend to do pretty well. And it, it also depends on how many products are in your category. So if you have a lot of products in, in that category, you will have you know, many more ASINs for Amazon to choose from to show you up under versus if it's a, you know, very small category There's not as much competition um, You know, there's there's less of those especially if you start, you know, really refining it So that that's something to take into consideration it that technique does work better Or I should say you have much more for Amazon to choose from if you're in a very high competition niche um, So that's just something to to note. Yeah. well when we look back
0: at the last six months, like everything that all the features that Amazon recently rolled out, majority of them oriented towards competitive uh, strategies, competitive targeting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, basically probably because they have limited amount of placements and the competition is becoming more and more fierce. So we have to develop those strategies to fight it, to fight the competition all starts, of course, with a good product, good quality product and a good offer in general. Mm-hmm. So that customers can choose us Um, when it comes to category targeting we've also seen that it works really well but it's also expensive it works really well in terms of that aggressive um, aggressive approach entering a new market category targeting Mm -hmm. works really well when you have a product that isn't you know entirely covered through keyword targeting meaning if it's a new product market that Customers don't know it. It, it, it exists yet. And it becomes like a blend of two different products that this is like a third version of something that of two things that already existed. Uh, those are the cases where we see it's, um, it's pretty effective when the category targeting works even better than automated campaigns for some reason. So um, mm-hmm. as long as you have that kind of tolerance towards the cost it, it generates, it yeah. might work. Um, when it comes to product exclusions, that's uh, you met, something you mentioned, you know, how do we negate something that uh, when, when you have an ASIN that's unprofitable in your search terms reports, do you have any specific approach any advice for people who want to exclude those ASINs, make sure that they don't show up anymore?
1: You mean from the autos? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, there's really no um direct way to do that. Amazon gave it to us for a second and then they took it away. Um, I wish there was something we could do because that would solve a lot of problems. Um, the best way so ASINs typically are pulled through um complements and let's see it's close mass loose match. Lose match. Compliments and substitutes. So they're they're um they're pulled through those the complements and the substitutes. Um so you can lower those, you know, those bids. Um if you click into your autos and then if you click on targeting, you'll see those four, you know, it Amazon has given us a little more control over autos now. Yeah. Um that we can set individual bids for the specific, um, targeting types. So if you lower those bids until you're profitable on the, um, mm-hmm. yeah, complements and substitutes, um, then you can kind of, you can at least bring down what you're bidding on those ASINs, you know, you'll bring down everything as a whole. So there is that, um, There is a technique out there that people have tried, um, possibly going to the, you know, searching that ASIN on Amazon and you can go to the listing um, and perhaps say the brand name or anything that is, any words that are very specific to that ASIN. People have um, negative phrase match that inside of the autos. I don't really prefer that technique so much. First off, you're clearing quite a bit. it doesn't always work 100% and so there, there's some speculation as to whether you know how amazon is pulling those ASINs if they're if they're looking at you know the the wording in the listing or how exactly they choose what to show you under um, some people have reported that works some people said it doesn't work at all and then you are potentially clearing a lot of stuff and you want to be super careful with which keywords you're pulling from that Um, That listing to negative phrase match because you know, you can clear a bunch of stuff and you just end up um, Getting rid of a bunch of sales so um, Autos are great and they I mean they definitely give you a lot of placements you can you know We always keep autos running oftentimes. We might even keep a couple autos running for Mm -hmm. a specific um, product but um, you want to make sure you're adjusting those autos towards profitability because you want to start getting more and more targeted with your manuals as you learn what works um and you can you know you can spend your money there um so i would just keep adjusting those bids those targeting bids until you can get that um you can get that targeting type profitable as that's how i would approach that
0: yeah it's a it's a little different approach but what you just mentioned like negating the brand name was something that we also do but only in cases when when it really repeats a couple of times when you see yeah. that a certain brand is giving you bad sales in terms of very expensive sales or no sales at all, just generating cost, And usually you can see like a pattern within the last yeah. 30 days that a certain brand just stands out. That's the case when we exclude it. Otherwise, um, if it's not really uh, causing a lot of damage, we just uh, approach with the bid adjustment that's that's like yeah. a combination of, of two things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you ever target your own products through product targeting yes
1: yes so there's um there's a couple of things you can do with that uh you can depending on how competitive your niche is and how you want to approach it. Um you especially if you have say a product that has variations, um you might just stick another one of those variations down there. Um just to try and because your your competitors are going to show up there. You have competition showing up there. You might as well be showing up there. And yes, you'll pay for that click, but they would have clicked off on a competitor. Um so at least they're being redirected to your product so that that's a technique um another thing you can do is cross-sell products so perhaps you have one product that's very complementary to another a lot of times if you're rebuilding a brand you have what you know a whole suite of products that are very complementary to each other you can actually target your own ASINs with that um, especially products that are often bought together that would be a good one to target i mean you could if you wanted to go crazy with it and say I don't want anyone to show up under my listing, you know, I want to, you know, I want to own this space. Um, you could do very high bids, say even target the variations plus the complementary product, and really just try and push out competition there. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends if you're willing to pay for those clicks, but that's definitely something that's not a bad idea if you just want to own your listing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's also what we do. We try to protect the listings from the competition as much as possible because you have a couple of layers of competitors' products below your on your, on your own product detailed page, which is sometimes very annoying mm-hmm. and, um, yes. and kills off conversion rates. You know, That's one of the conversion rates hacks that we also advise um, ad- advertisers to do is to target their own products especially Mm -hmm. if you have like a complementary portfolio where something would be a good upsell or where where a product would be a good upsell for for another product. So um, when you choose products to target on an ASIN level targeting, do you have any methods? How do you, the favorite things, uh, favorite approaches to how do you choose which ASINs to target?
1: It depends on... um... What I'm looking to do with that specific product. So, say I have a client that says, "Okay, I want to, I want to get out there. We're going to be aggressive. We're willing to spend." Well, I, I will be much more um, lenient with the products that I'm looking to target versus the client that says, "I'm really worried about ACOS. I'm worried about profitability. I want to get out there, but I want to be, um, I, I'm not willing to spend so much." Um, I'll be much more judicious with the the ASINs that I'm looking to target. And actually, um, what I do I find super um, helpful is when I'm doing uh, keyword research for my product, I always, any keyword research, I always look at the front page. Um, I use multiple keyword research tools, but there's really no substitute for seeing what the buyers see when they're looking at your product. So that's one thing I look for. Um, I might type in a keyword. Always use um, an incognito window when possible. If you're just, you know, say you're clicking the link off of Helium 10, it's a lot easier, you know, just to click it and see what happens. Um, yeah. The main keywords I always search in an incognito window. And one thing I'm looking for when I'm looking at the competition is, okay, so what are their price points? What are the star ratings for this? How does the listing show up? And if I see any ASINs and I'm like, okay, you know, it makes sense I fit here. If I see anything, I always keep a notepad open and I'll click over and I'll create like say subsections. So, okay, this one has, you know, I might say like better, you know, our listings better on this one. Well, um, you know, okay. So the price points, the same. Okay. Maybe the price point's a little higher, but our star rating. And because, um, when you put ASINs inside of a category targeting campaign, um, you don't, it will just show up as an ASIN. You don't get to see what that ASIN actually is. Uh, Amazon just updated their search term tab, which is really awesome. You can see what the products look like. So that's very helpful, but that only shows you what got clicked on. Um, it doesn't show you anything. That's maybe not getting any impressions. So I might say, okay, well, I'm not getting impressions on this ASIN, but is it worth it for me to bump up this bid to try and get impressions? How relevant am I really? Am I targeting? If you just, you know, say you just scrape a bunch of ASINs and you throw them in a campaign. Well, maybe you targeted complementary products. Those are harder to get impressions for. Um, that's a really good technique to do. Um, so not only Using your own complementary products on your own listings, but going out and seeing, um, I'm selling bath salts. Maybe you know, so maybe it's bath salts that are really good for like foot scrubs or something like that. Well, I might go on Target foot baths because somebody who's looking for like a foot spa probably is going to buy my product. So it makes sense to cross reference those, but those are much harder to get Amazon to say, okay, you're relevant for this because they're just looking at the keywords and going. Yeah, it's kind of relevant, but it's not. So sometimes you need to really push those um, push those bids to get any eyes on the product and get eyes on that placement. But if I'm looking through and I just see everything thrown in a single campaign, okay. So this one doesn't have any impressions. Doesn't is that is that because it's a complementary product that I really need to push, or is that because you know, there might be some other reason there, or maybe I just accidentally scraped another ace and that doesn't make any sense and I just want to pause it. Well, I'm going to have to click on that, go search on Amazon, see what the product is. There's really no way for me to see that versus if I segment everything, um, into categories, like say, so I'll have a separate campaign or you can even do ad groups. Um, we do campaigns, but, um, for complementary products versus you know ones that i really really want to target you know these are ones that i have a much better uh offer on so i'm willing to pay much more for these because ideally the convergence should be better versus ones or um another technique you can do it's it's expensive but if you really want you know you say there's a keyword that i really want to go after i 100 percent like. This is my main keyword. I'm willing to pay for it. One thing you can do is to go um, search that ace, or search that keyword on Amazon, um, and cut kind of a window again because you don't want any skewed data in there. And you can scrape all of the ASINS from the first page, and then you can throw those in a campaign. That you know, it can get expensive because there's obviously going to be a lot of ASINS or a lot of listings there that may have a better price point. They may have a better star rating. Um, so, you know, you're going to pay more for those, but you're going to show up on everybody's page for somebody who's clicking. I mean, you could even do the second page. Um, but those, I would also want to segment into their own campaign because I realize these are something I'm going after, but it's going to be, you know, I'm going to spend more for this, but because I have those ASINs segmented into their own group, I know I'm willing, you know, I'm much more tolerant of say what the bids are what the budget is, what the A cost is in this versus if I just threw it all together, well then, you know, I might be adjusting bids and I wouldn't really be able to um, really understand what it is that I'm looking at.
0: Okay, is that structured like one product per campaign or you, you put them all together in one campaign?
1: Um, you mean as far as the individual the ASINs that you you yourself are advertising? You mean? Uh,
0: yes. Like, for example, when you have, like, a product that you really, really want to go after, you really want to show up on their product detail page, would you recommend separating them in their own uh, campaign so that we have more control over how much budget you allocate to them?
1: Yeah, so I, like, um, Yeah. I like segmenting everything. I personally have been building out, um, using, and and this is across pretty much everything. Um, one campaign, one ad group. Um, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with ad groups. Ad groups are fine. Um, I, I got turned on to it by, um, another really good, um, I'm sure you've heard of her, um, uh, destiny. Mm -hmm. But, um, the reason for that is because when I go into the, um, the account, I can see everything top level. So if you have multiple, um, yeah. multiple ad groups and you have to click down into the campaign, yeah, okay, so which ad group, right. right. And because of the sheer volume that I'm managing, it makes my life much simpler. And then the other reason is I can set specific, um, campaign budgets and if later on i want to go in or do percentage adjustments or certain you know bidding strategy um i know that that's only going to affect whatever keywords i've put in there versus you know just having one i've I've seen it where you have one campaign with multiple ad groups um and i get that gets tricky to scale from my experience um okay so much easier to segment
0: so for management purposes you would recommend uh, this structure one campaign one ad group only in it but when it comes to targeting options would you recommend just targeting one ASIN in that one campaign or you mm. could so you a single ASIN
1: single campaign that's yeah. something you could do your um, the impressions in the sales volume would not be as high typically uh, mm. ASIN targeting because the way they are in their placements they don't have as high of an impressions Some categories you'll, you'll end up with quite a few uh, sales from ASIN targeting. Um, Sometimes the sales volume oftentimes is going to be a bit lower just due to the nature of the targeting. So um, I can't, what I have done, uh, you might have a product that's very well ranked, but they might have like a million different variations. What I have done is I've gone in there and I've scraped the ASINs for every single one of their variations. And I'm like, I want to show up everywhere you know anytime a a customer clicks on any of different variations every time they're browsing this I want to show up and you know so then they say hey this thing keep you know they're more likely to click on my product Um, the impressions you know aren't going to be that high for that especially you know some variations people just don't really click on Um, but that is something I've done and set me segmenting that into its own campaign um, just gives me for me as a man, you know, back-end management perspective, Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to see exactly what that is. And I know this is something I'm going after. Um, and I'm able to quickly just identify that and say, okay, how is this going? Am I even getting impressions on this thing? Um, does anyone even think I'm relevant, I'm relevant, you know, to this product. So from, um, just a structure, you know, a management perspective to me, that makes sense structurally, you know, you could give it its own ad group. Um, or you, you could just throw it all in together. Um, I don't really think that makes much of a difference, but it does help you identify things much quicker. Um, it saves a lot of time, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah, um, I just wanted also to add a quick tip, like for example, when you are just specifically uh, chasing for that one competitor's ace and that you're after, um, sometimes it will make sense to advertise just your cheapest variant or the ones that's best-selling, mm-hmm. that's like the strongest variant because that's how yes. you create the biggest window for new customers to to get familiarized with your brand, which is something that makes yes. a lot of sense when you're going after specific brands. So talking about going after specific brands, um, in which cases would you advise using brand targeting or maybe age range? targeting options
1: the you mean for the like the category with the branding targeting yes like
0: when you have an option to to filter out Mm -hmm. just specific brands have you tested it out did it work for you
1: um i've mostly gone after ASINs. to be honest i haven't tested that as much just because some of the brands are pretty broad Mm -hmm. um you know, brands that offer quite a few products, to be honest, I haven't done that as much. I have targeted a brand um, in a way, but being much more specific, like, like I shared before with like going in and targeting every single variation and then they might have or quite a few products um, in that specific brand, I would go and pull out whatever ASINs are relevant to the product, and you know put those in their own campaigns to kind of segment and target them there. Um, to be honest, I haven't played with brand targeting as much. To me, it's a bit more of a shock on blast. Um, so with category targeting, I can have some refinements. um, Brand targeting, I suppose you can as well, but um, it, I guess you would get a little more. I guess the short answer is no I haven't tes- I haven't tested it as much um, but yeah we have
0: tested it. it's not very like you write about uh, some brands having a very wide product portfolio so you can't really yeah. diversify which products are relevant for product targeting which aren't which is one of the main downsides of brand targeting but when it comes to age range uh it ranges that's something that can come in handy especially if you know who your audience is mm-hmm. like um the only yeah uh in my opinion the only currently available audience targeting feature that we currently have i think that they will roll it out sometime yeah. in the future but you know if you if you know specifically that your product is um targeting baby boomers then you can you know just filter out the rest of the people out of the targeting just to make it more effective but still you need to spend some money to test things and really figure out what works and what doesn't so it all comes down to that
1: yeah i suppose delving into brain analytics you would get some of those metrics as Um, far as the the audience you're looking to target or age range
0: um you also mentioned upselling your own products with uh, product targeting so um, what are the ways in which someone can really ensure that, uh, can you give us like a couple of examples where it's worked really well for you, for your brand?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mostly we've seen the best upselling when, um, so you might have a compliment a a product that goes very well with another one but may not necessarily be something that somebody needs to purchase with the other product um i'm trying to think of a an example that's not exactly what it is that we're dealing with um okay so maybe like weights like say you're selling like um hand weights with ankle weights. Okay, well technically those are complementary, but somebody who's looking for, you know, just the typical one that, you know, they might be using with their hand may or may not want something for their ankles. They might say, oh yeah, I forgot, you know, I can do this other exercise with this, or perhaps um, hand weights with um, the resistance bands. Yes, they're complementary. Yes, it's possible to get conversions, but it might not actually be something that, um, the, the, you know, the customer or the buyer may or may not be looking to purchase those two items together. Um, not a bad idea to do that. However, like I said, the numbers may or may not be there. Um, one thing that would be very complimentary. I'm trying to think. Um, so if you were selling like backdrops, mm-hmm. but you had, um, like those backdrop or like photo props, those are very complementary. Most likely, somebody who's looking for a photo, especially if it's for an event, um, is definitely looking for something you know, oftentimes to go along with that photo because those are very popular. So you would tend to see much better upsells on that type of product. Something that the the buyer is definitely looking to purchase with you know that item. Um, we tend to see better better numbers on those.
0: That's definitely a great tip. Um, we also look at the frequently bought together section if
1: mm-hmm. there's any clues mm-hmm.
0: there as to what amazon is uh you know suggesting that we that the customers are buying together they obviously have the data and they're sharing it with us yeah but at the same time also look at uh, for customers for clients who have their own e-commerce websites uh you know just historically the customers what they're yeah. buying together it might be a good clue what to put together in product targeting on amazon as well because um if you don't have like already a general idea of what works best together so that's some that's mm-hmm. a good idea for for like an upsell um when it comes to using sponsor brands campaigns with well, targeting product targeting with uh, sponsor brands campaigns can you share some ideas what has worked for you and your your experience coming from that
1: Yeah, so um, we've used those, and to be honest, I'm not 100% sure where where they show up. Um, I've looked into it, kind of tried to research. It's very interesting because you have the option to put a headline. Um, However, from what I've seen, or at least the ones that I've run, and, you know, try and look at those ASINs and see where it's showing up, um, it... It looks like they might be showing up under that um what is it four stars or above, but those are the sponsored. Um I've seen ours show up there, um, which doesn't include the headline you've you know you've specified, so that's a little strange. Um I know yeah, the the impressions tend to be, you know, relatively low for those, um, just due to placements. And I I think um the placement options are just less like with the ASIN targeting you have several carousels at the bottom of the listings now um but it's a good just additional like if you're if you're really trying to go hard after um a certain ASIN or perhaps you know a certain group of ASINs um it's just another one to throw up there just to get you know just get every single placement possible
0: Yeah, well typically uh, with sponsor brands, you get those premium placements. That's um, mm-hmm. something that one of the main advantages of these campaign types. Um, have mm-hmm. you compared the performance of sponsor brands versus sponsor products for product targeting?
1: I have not. I need to. I I did quite a few um, recently, and I'm waiting for you know to really be able to look at the numbers because right now I think they're a bit too new for me to really do a cross comparison.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I've found some interesting conclusions when we did test out the comparison between the two and really works well for uh for accounts where you want to take away market share from competitors and then you have some very specific asins that you want to target and you do that responsive mm-hmm. brands campaigns they generate usually a good amount of new-to-brand sales, which uh, comes really yeah. relevant for brands that have, well, customers that have repeated purchases over time that people, when they come back and purchase again organically, even without PPC. So using sponsor brands campaigns generally is a very good campaign type for uh, new-to-brand sales. So that's also like a twist to product targeting as well, like um, implementing that competitive strategy but with with the branding elements that also sponsor brands gives but yeah. like you said like you like you mentioned like you don't really know for sure any time where they're showing up and how exactly are they being triggered like if you use ascent targeting um, does it mean that your sponsor brands ads are going to show up in the search results page on the product detail pages what are the specific placements mm-hmm that's uh, something that we don't know yeah
1: the only one I've seen for sure that's shown up is that um that product you know it's it's above four stars products and that is the first carousel um so Mm -hmm. I did see one that I was I was using ace and targeting I saw that show up there which I don't remember if I've been able to get that placement before with ace and targeting
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I couldn't say one way or the other I'm trying to remember um Cause I've seen that placement before and that one is premium. Um, and it's, if you're above four stars, it looks good. Um, it does say, you know, they have that little grayed out that says sponsored, but most times, you know, buyers don't know one way. We, we, we yeah. know, we see it, we see everything and we notice all the little, okay, this is sponsored. This is sponsored. How do I get there? But right. most buyers, they just, you know, they just see the page. They're not looking for that. Um, so I did see one of mine show up there. I keep looking at, you know, is it okay? Is it, you know, where, where am I showing? Um, I have seen that, um, oh, what is it? It's sponsored, sponsor display, but through AMS where you can put, you know, the little thing I've seen, I've seen that pop up once or twice on through an ACE targeting, um, on on a listing but that's not that's not a guarantee and then it, I was like oh great we have this placement and then it went away like the very next refresh so um that's something I've seen with ASIN targeting but it's it's not controlled unless you have access to AMS there's there's no guaranteed way to get that get that placement unfortunately
0: well that's how it works right now but I'm hoping that they will transfer a lot of things to seller central so that <laughs> mm-hmm. It becomes accessible to more people. Um, okay, Elizabeth, yeah. do you have any tips or any specific, um, you know, case studies, maybe examples that you would like to share uh, additionally with our audience? Hmm,
1: I'm trying to think case studies as in just in general or about... yes, not
0: necessarily for product targeting. Like number one tip, if someone asks you what's the one thing that they should not what the one mistake that they should not make with their amazon advertising what would it be
1: Mm. my main my main thing is um relevancy when you are i'm handing a lot of product launches right here i'm kind of in a weird spot where i've got a lot of things churning really good and then i'm also doing launches so i have less of the in between Mm -hmm. you know still navigating um so with the launches i've you know, been doing a lot of keyword research, um, looking, okay, where does this product fit? Um, Amazon PPC, it's, it's a lot simpler than say a Facebook ad because you have less creatives. Um, but that doesn't mean that buyer psychology doesn't come into play. Um, so I'm a big believer Um, preach a lot on looking at the front page and what the shopper sees when they're looking at that specific keyword Um, so really getting trying to get into the head of buyers on does my product fit on this page and if it does where would it fit Um, and then also recognizing the more varied the products are on that page um, it doesn't mean it's not a place that you can't show up but your conversion rate typically is going to be much lower than if you have a page um that really makes sense for your product so in the beginning as far as keywords that i would target aggressively i would look for the um the most relevant keywords to the product Mm -hmm. is is something i definitely focus on Um, the main my first when I first get a new product client sends me this, okay, we're gonna launch this. My first objective is to say, what is the most high volume relevant keyword? That's where I start. Um, and once I figure out that, I kind of I, I build out around that. Um, so for me, it's okay, let's do a couple of reverse ASINs. Let's look at the main keywords. Okay, what's in competitor's listing? Let's throw that into a keyword tool, look at search volume. Search volume isn't everything. Um, none of the keyword tools the numbers are not exact. Um, but you can get it relevant to the other keywords you're looking at. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to do as much as I can search by search volume, look at a couple lists and then go down that list and say, what, what is most relevant to my product? And I look in that page. Sometimes that keyword is going to be a much lower search volume than you might want to look into, you know, sometimes a lot of people are worried about search volumes. So, um, if you're saying cutting board you know so say you're selling um a wood cutting board and obviously cutting board that's the highest you know it's a, okay i want to be on cutting board because look how many sales i can make there's plastic cutting boards there's wood cutting boards there's ones with accessories there's ones without it i mean that is so varied and oftentimes for cutting board the people who are up there at the top most times you look at the price point is like how do you make money selling that but you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're up at the top. You can't compete with that. Um, so if it was a bamboo wood cutting board, that might be your, you know, your highest relevant main, you know, main keyword, the highest volume with the most relevancy. Right. Um, that's something I would, I would find that and I would say, okay, let's look at the ecosystem around this and then let's start, you know, where do I fit this? Is, this is my market. You know, that's, this is the buyers that are looking for my product. I want to get in front of the buyer that wants to buy mine, you know, not, oh, I want a cutting board. No, I want, you know, this is what I want. Let's show it to those buyers. Um, and most times your numbers will be much better for those than if you just, you know, you try to blast it out there.
0: I agree. I've seen it so many times in accounts that it's, it's a very common mistake. Um, Elizabeth, thank you for being a guest on our show today, and um, if anyone uh, wants to reach Elizabeth for any advice um, or a consultation, I will share a link to their website and, and a video description, and um, I hope you had a lot of value from this video, and we'll make sure to um, post it as soon as, it's as soon as we can.
1: Okay, great. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it.
0: Me too. Okay, bye-bye.